0: Anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably
1: the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain.
0: Here is your host, Kathy.
1: Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous podcast yet on Instagram and Twitter, follow me at Strictly Anonymous. If you're on a podcast app, make sure to follow my show. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous. I change your voice, I'll change your name. You could call me from a phony number. All I want to hear is your true story. If you want to be on the show, go to strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on Be on the Show. Or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Now, if you just have a confession, you could call my confessions hotline. You could call that number 247. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347 3579 All those confessions are aired on my Patreon. My Patreon's just $5 a month, and you're going to hear all the naughty confessions. There's over a 100 of them. You also see anonymous sexy pics of all the girls that called into my show. You also get Q&As. You also get all of my episodes early and ad-free. And you get access to my private Discord, where people are getting... X-rated, super naughty, showing all kinds of things over there, okay? I don't get involved in my Discord, but it is a community of my listeners over there having fun. Now, you can only get to my Discord through going through my Patreon, but it's only $5 a month, and you get all of that stuff. It's patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. That's patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. So today, I have on Tom... Now, Tom called in to talk about his panty fetish and the fact that he was into small penis humiliation. He's also into having his girl peg him, and he likes to eat his own cum and all these kinds of things, but really... This whole conversation turned into a therapy session, which I really loved. It's a really interesting conversation and episode. Tom called in, like I said, to talk about the fact that he's into wearing panties. He was always into panties when he was younger, but he never started wearing panties until recently, actually. And he said in the beginning, it's because I think I want more attention from my wife and because I'm not getting it. I have been figuring out myself and learning more and realizing I have all these fetishes and one of them like I said is wearing panties and he's into cock cages and eating his own cum and he's into the cuckolding thing he hasn't done stuff in real life though he just like I said started wearing panties he didn't wear those when he was younger but we do go back and he remembers certain things certain of his fetishes, like the small penis humiliation one and wearing panties. He does remember some things that he was into when he was younger that tie into those fetishes. He did have an ex-wife that cheated on him. That's what spawned, is that correct? His cuckold fantasies. He got really into that after being not into it and being shafted and cheated on. Now he finds that to be a big turn on. His current wife, Knows about some of the things that he's into. She's not totally into them, but she's open to role-playing things. She has pegged him. He talks all about that, all the anal play that he's into. But then what we really focus on is on the issues that he's having in his marriage and the problems they have communicating and how he's like acting out sexually and getting really deeper into his fetishes and doing things by himself That is only creating more issues at home. He's doing that to escape, like acting out because he's not happy at home. And he talks about what is missing, what he's done about it, what he could do about it. It turns out to be like a really super interesting episode about all of that. I love this conversation. I think you'll get a lot out of it. It's it's a common problem that he's having And he's escaping in his fetish And I'm sure a lot of people who have a fetish Use that fetish to escape sometimes And act out when they want to Because the pull and the draw is there, right? And if you want to escape, you could just get into it And that's what he's doing And that's what we get into It's super interesting So I'm going to be right back on with Tom
0: This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast
1: Hi, Tom. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing good. I don't think anyone ever asks me how I'm doing when I say that. <laughs> anyway, Tom, listen, you are a guy who likes to wear panties and you also are into, someone would say SMH, small no, SPH, small penis humiliation too. You have that going on at the same time, Correct two separate fetishes or do they typically maybe they do go together sometimes I don't know
2: yeah I feel like all my fetishes kind of like connect to some degree
1: yeah well do you have other ones I
2: think it's all sort of kind of related to like sissy type stuff
1: yeah or yeah yeah type stuff mm-hmm. are you into cuck stuff as well are you a cuck
2: no I'm, I'm not an actual cuck most of everything that I wanted to talk about today I feel like mostly exists like in my head I, I'd love to maybe move on some of this stuff it's yeah just
1: mm-hmm.
2: problematic I think
1: yeah listen that's not an easy thing to bring up on the first date or the 10th date or I don't know let's start though where you're at right now are you married or are you single I'm married okay so and how long have you been married It's my
2: second wife, and we've been married 13
1: years now. Oh, wow. Okay, and you sound young, but how old are you?
2: I just turned 40 last month.
1: Okay, 40. So you've been married twice. Do your wives, ex-wife, this wife, know anything about any of your fetishes?
2: My ex, no. I was a lot younger, and just not as forthright with her. Mm -hmm. But my current spouse she she definitely has an idea of a lot of it I've slowly over the past like few years been more forward with her but I, to the to the extent I, I don't think she knows the full extent there definitely is like a secret life going on
1: and what is that full extent does she, are you wearing panties underneath your clothes and she has no ideas about it
2: that's part of it for mm-hmm. sure I, I I did most recently I did reveal to her somewhat that it was a fantasy we we've explored chastity and like me wearing a cock cage yeah and she's entertained it we've um a little bit because she knows that that's something i'm into i don't think she really like gets it per se but yeah yeah, but she does it for you yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so i i want i keep wanting to push the limits and push the limits to some degree Mm -hmm. and and so Recently, as what I thought would be like kind of like a sexy picture, I took a picture of me wearing her panties with like <laughs> with, with, with the cock cage underneath. Yeah. And she just it was I, I think it was just a little too much for her. Uh,
1: <laughs> I could imagine. I mean, that is like guys are kind of dumb. No offense. But, you know, and I'm lumping. I'm not saying you're dumb. I'm saying all guys are fucking dumb because like only a guy would think that a girl would want to be told about something in that way. And I think dick yeah. pics are, are delivered in the same way that you delivered that pick. Guys are just kind of clueless on how women's brains work. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I, I
1: concur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, here you are, like, kind of crossing a line and really... You wanted to be bold and do something that you had never done before. And instead of like kind of sitting her down and talking it over, you just send her a picture. <laughs>
2: like, yeah. <laughs>
1: sext- sexting her. Yeah. And this was it during the day when she's like at fucking work? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you know it was. Yes. <laughs> this is what I mean. This is where guys are so dumb. They send dick pics in the middle of the day at 1 p.m. like, listen, if you really want to. Catch me when I may be horny. Send it at 11 p.m., not 1 p.m. in the daytime. I mean, here you are sending her something so hardcore in the middle of the day when she's like at work. So funny.
2: I was about to say, I've had a lot better luck with her, um, (laughs) as you might expect, like after we've had some drinks.
1: Yeah, of course. (laughs)
2: So that's where I've generally introduced new things to her. Yeah, Um, that's
1: the time to do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so let's get, let's get, let's get to your story. Now let's go back a little bit now first, though. When was the first time you realized you were into panties and small penis humiliation? Which one came first?
2: I think the panties thing kind of came first, just because I wouldn't, you know, and I think some of it, to be honest, when I go back and I, to, before the call, I thought, I, maybe I should think, where did this come from? Yeah. I think some of it's just repressed, but I know that like, I, it was something I took note of, of like my mother's underwear and like in the laundry. And it's, I think kind of like festered in the background to some degree where I just enjoyed looking at them. I enjoyed the smell of them and it it wasn't something that like I entertained putting on until Mm much, 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 much later in life, like much more recently now.
1: Oh, interesting. So you didn't even wear panties until recently, like in your thirties, forties?
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like my other sort of like fetishes have like almost like snowballed and... And taking up speed lately.
1: Yeah, interesting. That's weird. I wonder why.
2: I don't know. I part of me thinks it's just that I I want attention from my wife.
1: Oh. And
2: and I and I I don't. I guess I'd make, this is probably not the best way to go about it. But I also I also just I guess have allowed myself to really explore my sexuality through porn and through masturbation and to any, any which way that my mind would take me. Mm -hmm. And so I think all this stuff, like you said, has kind of always been around. I enjoyed sniffing panties and even with my ex-wife kind of secretly. And then in terms of the, that specific fetish, I've allowed myself, like I said, more recently to, to put them on, to masturbate in them. I I really have get turned on by getting with a cam girl, showing her because I can't really show anyone else. And then that sort of is combined with the small penis humiliation, essentially part of it, where they see me in the panties. They comment on the size of my dick and can just be such it can just be so arousing to let myself go in that moment
1: that's interesting now is your dick really that small
2: it's. I mean, it's average. It's a. It's five inches.
1: Because it's not like just because you have a small penis humiliation thing that means you have a really tiny dick, right? I mean, I've learned that through talking to a lot of guys with this fetish. It's not necessarily every guy that has this has the tiniest little dick. Like you're average size, but for some reason you like to feel inadequate.
2: Yeah, it, I, I. I really like the 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 submissive. role of all this stuff to Uh some degree and and that's and that plays into it for me
1: yeah that's interesting what are you like in your regular life take away all of this stuff are you the uh, the opposite of submissive in your regular life did you have to take that role as a young child like do you can you put it peg why you would love to be submissive over there because maybe you're very alpha in your regular life like a lot of other people talk about well (laughs) I mean,
2: I'm in the army. I I kind of have that sort of stereotypical, like masculine type job. Um, mm-hmm. And that's been since I was 18. And so that's a life that I've been around been in. And so I, I don't know if that, if that feeds into it. Yeah, it's, um, it's
1: just I just you never know. I don't know. I just know that sometimes submissive people are people who have a, a lot They were the opposite. Like maybe as a young child, they had a lot of responsibility and everything. So so, you know, releasing all of that and being submissive is like the, the release and that feels good. But it's interesting that you that all of this is really coming in now. So you didn't wear the panties until recently, and I can't wait to get into what's going on with you and your wife. That this is coming up because you did say, "Oh, I want to get more attention from her," but. I still want to go back to your childhood. Was the small penis humiliation thing there then at all?
2: What I think what it was to some degree was I, I did notice like in the locker room that my seemingly, at least then, like my size seemed much smaller. Uh-huh. And I noticed like the, a lot of the attention that the other boys at the time who had larger penises would get. And then I sort of like, I feel like, I I don't know if there's like an element of bisexuality involved with yeah. it mm-hmm. to some degree because yeah. I do I do have throughout my growing up just have such more vivid memories of these other men or boys with these larger penises and I even find myself really drawn to that type of pornography mm-hmm. um, but I, I think there's another sort of part to it that ties into the the small penis humiliation and I, and I think it if I'm honest with myself, it probably ties back to my ex wife cheating on me multiple times.
1: Oh yeah. And it,
2: yeah, so I think that's part of it
1: too. Well, let's go there. So, so when you're younger, you remember these things about yourself, like you could point to them, right, in your memory, like looking at guys that had bigger dicks than you and seeing all the attention they got, you know. So those are like little tells for you. But it wasn't there wasn't anything more than that going on when you were younger with the small penis humiliation. It went up a notch when you were cheated on, is that what happened? Yeah, I, I I think that's. I, I definitely think,
2: I I got married. I didn't have a ton of sexual encounters when I was in high school or yeah. or as I, when I was younger, and I got married very young. Mm-hmm. And so, it when I happen to be deployed and it's like stereotypical, the wife's back home on MySpace, and I find out that she's got she's traipsing around with whoever. Wow. In my in my head, I think when I. I went to the place where this person must be more well-endowed than me.
1: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm.
2: And then we reconciled a little bit, but then she did it again. And so I think that part of it, honestly, plays into like my cuck fantasy to some degree that I have currently. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know, not to psychoanalyze myself, maybe it's like, empowering to me to take it back almost like yeah
1: Mm -hmm. it's turning that jealousy into a turn-on I I totally get that I've talked to many people who that's how their cuckold fetish started because of something like that for sure
2: yeah so I think to that degree I mean I feel like that is a a similarity to a lot of other people like you said
1: yeah and it might have touched upon that feeling of how you felt in the locker room when you saw other guys that were bigger than you that's something that yeah. you probably put together just because of what stood out to you and how you saw men it's like a woman listen if a, if my guy cheats on me I'm gonna think oh is she she's it must be because she's prettier than me and then when she's not you're like what the fuck it doesn't make sense because it's really is never about those things but you know we we do tend to look at things that way so for you it was like oh she's fucking this guy he must be bigger than me and I'm I'm smaller right Yes, absolutely. And then you wind up turning that horrifying feeling into something that turns you on.
2: Right. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is. I mean, the the sexuality in the human mind is just so crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, okay, so she cheats on you. Is that why you guys get divorced or do you stay with her? Well,
2: I stay with her after she cheats on me the first time. Mm -hmm. I forgive her. Yeah, yeah. And... It, it, but ultimately, it just it doesn't end. And so a year later, it happens again. And ultimately, that's I took that opportunity to say to cut slang at that point. We didn't have any children. And right. it was just better off
1: for us to part ways. So then when do you start secretly fantasizing about those kinds of scenarios? Like, when does it become a turn on for you? Well,
2: to some degree, I I think it kind of almost it, it's. It's, I think I learned about it because the way you stumble across things with the internet yeah. and whatnot, that like with exploring the, my panty fetish essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's these, i it sort of ties, it can tie into that if you're on certain websites and whatnot. And then I s- explored it and I realized that it was very, very arousing to me.
1: And then it came together with your other stuff. I mean, it kind of like is the perfect storm. <laughs> exactly mm-hmm.
2: and i realized like that as i re- and as i got deeper and deeper down this rabbit hole is i realized that it was okay for me to for me to be turned on by that
1: and better i think it's like, like what would you rather feel total jealousy and feel horrible about yourself or feel turned on if you're yeah don't yeah. you think it's like taking like you said it? it's like taking the power back
2: exactly and it's i mean it, it i've I don't. It feels odd to say out loud that I've enjoyed it, but I, mean,
1: <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so interesting. I have a guy who's been on my show many times, this guy Jay, and he's like a true cuckold. And he's been, you know, he has a wife who's got boyfriends and fucking forever. And he's so in love with her and it's all good. But he remembers a girlfriend cheating on him when he was in high school and making out with the guy right in front of him. And that's like what really triggered it all. And he's been enjoying being turned on by that for the rest of his fucking life.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. I think I heard that episode, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's been doing it for a really long time, and I think, listen, I've had a lot of cuckold, gone wrong stories, but I like to Mm -hmm. show all sides, not just positive, not just negative, but all different sides. What You can... Be successful at it. He has, but then you also hear of the cuck ones that aren't. But let's get back to you. So now you know that you're into the whole cheating thing or cuckolding, and that's like a fantasy of yours. When do you eventually meet your new wife, and when do you tell her some things about yourself, and what were those things that you told her? Oh, man.
2: i met her shortly after we divorced, and I mean, I did not go into any of it right away we we had great you know still have good chemistry but we we were having sex a lot and it just wasn't my fetishes weren't like i feel like at the forefront or something i obviously didn't want to scare her away to some degree as well
1: of course because that's like a weird thing to tell someone like oh yeah but like i really love to you for you to cheat on me You yeah, know what I mean like it's like I would never it, understand it if I was didn't do my show and I talked to so many people I think a lot of people don't even understand that these kinds of things exist I, Yeah, I mean I
2: definitely think that's true
1: Yeah, it's very counterintuitive that somebody would uh, be turned on by that So I think the, the regular person wouldn't even know that this is like a thing
2: it, I mean, I even I'd certainly lump my wife into that category
1: Right, of course. Yeah, most people are in that category. I'm only not in that category because I did my show, but that was one of the biggest sort of light bulb moments when I did my show that this is something that a, a lot of guys are really into. I had never heard of it because I have a lot of guy friends. We always talked about things, but it's not something that people really put on the table. It's not so out there, right? It's it's on my show a lot, but this, this is what I'm doing here. But in the regular world, I don't think people really talk about it. So what was the fetish? Because you've got a lot of them that you let her know about. Well,
2: so I, I think it kind of like it, in the background of like for a few years, really, I just continued to explore online and explore myself, like all the different other things that are tied into like these type of fetishes, like like cum eating and um, really, actually, I, that was something I had already explored prior to even that marriage. But
1: what do you mean with a guy like in real life?
2: No, I, I remember that one of the first times that I, I would tried it, I
1: with yourself was,
2: yeah, I've tried for a long time, but I can, I've never really successfully done it where you walk your legs up a wall and then try to actually like ejaculate on your face.
1: Oh, is that what guys do? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. I mean, I saw a video on it and I, I've done it a few times. (laughs) And it, it, it not with much success. I'm not I'm not Not <laughs> a very good aim. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a very limber man. And oh, I'm that's not, funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, Maybe if I had a longer Johnson.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. I mean, it makes sense. Like you just scoot up against the wall. Now it's pointing down. You jerk off it and it comes right in your face. Seems pretty easy yeah. to me. <laughs>
2: I mean, it, in, in some sort of ideal world where I'm married to a dominatrix, these are the type of things I could enjoy in my house with the assistance of somebody else. But.
1: Right, right, right. So, okay, so you've been eating your own cum. I mean, none of these things you've ever done really in real life. Have you ever been into, like, like straight-up guy-on-guy action? I,
2: I enjoy bisexual porn. Mm-hmm. And I I I mean, I have watched gay porn, too, and I, I think that I would be interested in exploring that side of me too and part of I guess what I have shared with my wife is we have on occasion when we're having sex she will allow me to explore that fantasy where she may talk about like a man coming into our bed or having sex with me and so she knows that that is something that turns me on, even though we've I've never really verbalized it to her. Mm-hmm. It had has happened organically sometimes in our bedroom. Oh, that's think, cool. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that about her because real, because really, I think the you had, the answer to your first question was like how it, how did I start to introduce yeah what I like to her yeah and it really was the introduction of like anal play toys essentially like prostate toys and then eventually dildos. And then really, like, the biggest thing that I had, like, my biggest sort of, I don't know what, let say confession, but or, but I guess confession to her was a few years ago, which sort of, I think, started the ball starting to accelerate to where I am now, mm-hmm. was when I had actually asked her to peg me. And that, she, I don't think, she did do it. She did, She has told, she told me after the fact that she wasn't really into it. But since then we've continued to explore like that, like fantasy of being like penetrated by a man or by a dildo further. So, I mean, that's kind of where we're at with it now, but it's not really discussed openly. I mean, it's, she knows that I like it. And so she'll, offer to do it on like my birthday or something
1: because she knows you're into it she's not really that into it but she'll throw you a bone when it's like a special yeah. occasion
0: yeah yeah exactly ah, mm. the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.
1: Hey guys, do you know that there is a male G-spot? And you want to know where it is? It's hidden right underneath your taint. Now, I'm sure most of you know where your taint is. But for those who don't, it's that little tiny super sensitive strip right between your balls and your asshole. Okay. Now listen, if you stimulate your male G spot, you are going to have what's called a prostate orgasm. Now I never had one because I'm a girl, but the guys who have called into my show who have had them talk about it being the best effing orgasm they ever had. Had. Okay, I don't think most guys have had a prostate orgasm. And that's why I am excited to tell you about the Butter Wellness Personal Massager. Their personal massager is designed to externally stimulate the male G spot. That's right, you don't even have to go inside to have a prostate orgasm. You take their personal massager and you put it right on your taint, and you're going to have a prostate orgasm. And not only that, massaging your taint is going to increase your blood flow, giving you stronger erections. And if you have any kind of ED going on, it's going to help with that. And right now, Butter Wellness is offering my listeners 15% off your order when you enter the code strictly at butterwellness.com. That's B-U-T-T-E-R-W-E-L-L-N-E. ESS.com use code strictly to get 15% off go to butterwellness.com use code strictly or just go to the description and click on the link to get 15% off and have yourself the best orgasm ever she knows you like play you like anal stuff and everything and that's really what you put on the table the first time it is yeah Mm -hmm. did she have questions for you when you brought that up No, not
2: not really.
1: She didn't say like, "Oh, do you like guys? Are you into would you want a guy to fuck you in the ass?" I think a lot of times that's what a woman's first thought would be if her guy comes to her and says, "I'm into anal action." And that's why I think a lot of guys don't cop to it.
2: Yeah, she's she's not she's not really super forward with any of her thoughts, like even even fantasies. And I'm, but I'm like hypersexual almost, and she knows that about me. So I think like when I came to her and I was into this like other sexual play, I think she just put it in that category. It, but she's willing to like I said do like these fantasy play or even teasing about it occasionally in in the moment of you know me being attracted to a guy or something
1: right so obviously she had that in her mind because why else would she have brought up that fantasy in the bedroom right i mean that's that is the role play that's going down so she did as a woman think oh maybe he's into guys and she brings it up but she's never come to you in real life like outside of the bedroom and said hey is there something that you want to tell me like are you into guys like she's never she's not she won't communicate like that with you
2: no Mm -mm. yeah it's all like pillow talk
1: type stuff well that's okay (laughs) i mean listen it would probably you'd get farther maybe that if you had those conversations it's weird that you can't have those conversations because it seems like she's open to these things and she does play it's interesting that she can't sit down and talk about it, but she could do it. But I I don't know, you still got her at least fantasizing about it. So you're kind of ahead of a lot of people, (laughs) but not ideally where you want to be, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Why do you think, like you said that, I mean, we're a little all over the place, but I I don't know, it's kind of interesting to me. You said that uh, at some point, like I feel like a lot of these things are snowballing and coming to the forefront and you feel like it's somehow related to you wanting more attention from your wife. What is that all about?
2: Well, I think, like, for instance, I, I like, for instance, like, with the chastity cage or, like, the cock cage, I just bought that and showed it to her and said that I was into it. But that whole fantasy is predicated on the fact that, like, your partner really wants to, like, tease and deny you, essentially. And so we, in terms of, like, our sex life it's it's really kind of straightforward i want to say i don't want to say it's like mundane but it's it's kind of predictable and i feel like i don't get enough attention or affection um from her outside of hey i'll throw you a bone and we'll have sex once a week and so i know introducing the the chastity cage was it was an effort to not only explore that sort of fantasy of being submissive and like that but also like to garner attention that I feel like was missing,
1: and and what is that for you that she's not giving you? Is it like emotional? Is it like physical touch, like cuddling? What is it that it, it, you're not getting at home?
2: Yeah, I think it's all those things mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because I, that I don't really have a baseline of that. It's now I'm now I feel like I. As to counteract that, I'm almost like allowing myself to sort of like, I don't want to say like love on myself, but basically if, I, if I'm not going to get like a normal type, even baseline, like affection, physical touch, sort of emotional support, I feel like now I'm going down a rabbit hole where I'm like, let me let me just explore myself further and do what I feel like makes me feel the best.
1: Yeah, because you're not going to get it from her. Stop looking over there. Just do it for yourself. And now you're finding out all these things about yourself that maybe were repressed before, right? Yeah, but then what ha- But does that create more of a disconnect between you and your wife, or does it make you, does it make you feel closer? Like, how does it affect your relationship?
2: I think that my hope is that I can kind of like slowly over time reveal more and more of myself and mm-hmm. that eventually things will just it sounds dumb to say we'll fix themselves because things don't just generally fix themselves but I don't want it to drive a wedge and I don't think it is it's just I don't to some degree don't know how to communicate what I want I guess
1: yeah neither one of you do I mean you don't really talk about things like you said <laughs> And yeah. you know, listen, you, you want more th- more from her, but she maybe she doesn't even know. Does she know that you want more attention? I mean, you're sending her like pics of you wearing panties and that's your way of getting attention, but she doesn't hear it that way. When you send her that pic, she, she doesn't hear in her head, hi, babe, I need more attention from you. I, I, I'm missing that in my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're not really. You're like saying everything but what you really want to tell her. Have you told her that you need more in, in those areas? besides the fetish stuff no yeah isn't that interesting like why not
2: i guess i don't i mean what i want to say is that i i wish that she could just figure it out or see from my actions and again it it feels stupid to say but because she's she's the person who she is and so it's it's dumb that she would be anyone else.
1: No, I, I'm saying this. Forget about your fetishes. OK, we're going to get back into that. But I mean, just the basic like needs that you're not getting met at home, the ones like just the cuddling, just the attention, the emotional connection that you don't feel is there. A little bit of that is missing. You feel like you, you want more of that have you told her that that's an easy thing to say you need to communicate those things in partnership especially long term ones because that's the kind of stuff that does drive a wedge and that wedge becomes bigger and bigger and then you're 30 years later you don't even you, you don't even know who the fuck you're with anymore and you could care less i mean this happens all the time this is like the common stuff
2: yeah you're absolutely right and I've, and part of me is like i feel like i have but i i know I know that I haven't done it effectively to the point where anything has changed.
1: Listen, maybe she doesn't know how to change. I mean, it's that might not just all be you. And look, you're less needy of those things from her, maybe because these were things you could give yourself. And that's maybe what you needed all along. Maybe what you needed more was just this self-exploration, right? And that is fulfilling you to on some level, because maybe these things were always there. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I i know, as like right now, it just is manifesting itself in kind of what we talked about earlier. with I'm like trying to like form like a, a quick bond with a cam girl over something, or an OnlyFans model, but really, it's not even necessarily completely about the fetish. It's more just about the attention. And I mean, I'm not—I'm far from a perfect husband. Uh, anyway i mean i think when i've and this is like off topic to some degree but because i feel like i'm this sex life is not there when i when i'm out with just like my guy friends then now i'm seeking out like a massage parlor or I'm see, like in the red light district, and it's all sort of like don't ask, don't tell at home, and she doesn't ask, and I don't tell, and then we just move on with life.
1: Okay, let's go. Uh, okay, this is not off topic. This is right on topic with my fucking show. Okay, so wait, have you been doing these kinds of things in the red light district, in the massage parlors, and she's kind of giving you the hall pass, like don't ask, don't tell, you can, and that's cool? I don't understand.
2: I mean, I haven't been doing like, like any type, any fetish type stuff yet. I mean, but I, what are you
1: doing I, in those places? Having sex. Okay, so it's not fetish stuff, but you are having sex now. Does your wife give you the the hall pass for that? I'm confused.
2: Yeah. Would if she knew explicitly what I was doing? No, she would. That's it's, it's just not discussed. It's oh hey, she knows I she knows like the basically hey did you go to the strip club? And I can say answer yes to that. But if I, this was not, this wasn't recently, this was a number of years ago, but come home like at three or four in the morning. I mean, it's not, I don't have to give a full itinerary that I, you know, had gone to a whorehouse essentially.
1: Yeah, you're funny the way you explain things Um, because the way you said it initially and lobbed it out there, it was kind of like, You're not really cheating on her because it's like don't ask, don't tell. I mean, she probably knows, but I don't tell her, so she doesn't want the details. But like, she should. Nobody is assuming that you're out fucking people, even if you're out till three o'clock in the morning. Okay, sorry, that's not like a given. Okay, Uh, even if you're at a strip club, maybe she trusts you. She thinks you're just like putting dollar bills down in girls' panties, but you're not fucking them in the back room. Okay, so, so basically, what you're saying is you, you cheat on her sometimes. Not
2: recently, but I have, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. And not recently, but you you've fucked strippers. Like when you've gone to strip clubs, is that what you've done?
2: I mean, yeah, like massage parlors or yeah, like whorehouses, essentially.
1: Now, as somebody like do, before, your wife cheated on you. Were you did you ever cheat on anyone before? No do you feel like that's related or you just feel like you are going and getting service? Cause some guys just need every now and then a hand job. Maybe they're not getting it at home or they want a little variety. I mean, was it about that or do you think it's somehow connected to the fact that you were cheated on at some point in your life?
2: Well, I think two things really one is I think it's really just a completely like transactional thing. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: But the, the thing I think that, is a little problematic that I've thought of lately that sort of I guess almost to some degree led to me calling you yeah what was like this I got I signed up for OnlyFans and I realized on there I could I felt myself I've never felt this before but I felt myself susceptible to could I emotionally attach to someone on here or in real life if i really let myself and that that to me was a little troublesome to find out about myself
1: yeah and that's maybe what you need that's maybe the conversation you need to have with your wife to really make her realize that things need to change i once had uh somebody tell me that that's what their therapist uh Told their guy to come home and say, and I thought it was a very smart thing. Listen, I'm not. I I I never cheated. I don't want to cheat, but I'm afraid that if the opportunity, uh, like, came around, that I would because I'm not getting what I need at home. And I've told you many times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Lit the fire under that girl's ass. Okay, and I was like, wow, what a smart thing to do because that's really letting the person know. And it's very honest. It's very honest.
2: It's not easy, but it makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, you could have three more conversations about your needs that you really want and be very specific about what you need more at home, that attention and stuff, because obviously you wouldn't be feeling that way of wanting to emotionally attach to someone else if those emotional needs were happening at home. And like I said, this happens a lot in Regular relationships because you just get on autopilot in long-term relationships and life happens I don't know if you guys have kids. Do you have kids? doesn't sound like you You do okay so you got Mm -hmm. kids you got careers you've been together a long time people grow apart all the time it's super common and who's Mm -hmm. cuddling after 10 years you know we're doing those things that you do in the beginning those things go out the window with everybody you have to make a conscious decision to tend to that kind of stuff and a lot of people don't most people don't it's easier not to it's the harder thing to do is to work on your fucking relationship all the time and it does need work and it does need tending to years in. It's not like, oh, you could just forget about it. You got it. But that's the way I think people approach it. And I get it. But you need to have more conversations with your girl. You guys don't have obviously a communication issue. And maybe all of your fetishy, fetish stuff and everything is coming out. There might be a little acting out there going on with you because you're not happy.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I think that's, I think that's accurate. To you know,
1: yeah, because there's a, an escape in all of that and you're escaping the problems i'm not saying that they're those don't exist and they're not right but you could be escaping in them and using them to avoid the reality of some of your issues that you have going on and the things that you don't want to do which is have the tough conversations with your girl and she needs to have them with you too because i really oh yeah i really feel like she sounds pretty open and she's not dumb she got the fact that you might into be into the guy things and she's okay with it. She throws that out there for you and stuff. I mean, you could work with somebody like her. She's not totally closed off. There's a window of opportunity there with her. I think if you just talk more. Someone has to be better at communicating because she's not and you're not so great either. But I think you're better than her. So I think you have to be the one <laughs> to get the <to> fucking talking. <laughs>
2: I think you're right, and I think I I know that the the escapism is there for sure. I mean, I it's gotten so bad with the escapism that I've stumbled across like hypno porn, essentially.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Perfect.
2: And so it's they even have there's like hip like this track that's called Bambi Sleep. Yeah. And and, and, and you and you just I don't know like I never thought that I would want to hypnotize myself to escape from whatever is going on
1: but <laughs> yeah who wouldn't want to of course it's the same thing i mean listen when you're like horny and jerking off it's like being drunk you're in another place you're not yeah. thinking of what's going on and i think that you have i think it's a real basic thing it's interesting it's like a fetish friday episode but it's more like a uh i think it's more common and there's a lot here and i don't know how to title it so that the right people hear it because I think what's gold about this episode is here you are. uh, Forget about the panty fetish, the small penis humiliation. You're like a guy that's having marital issues, the typical ones that happen in long-term relationships, and you are doing everything but confronting them, which most people do. And... It's dangerous because you have kind of cheated. And maybe back then it was like, oh, just a little like transactional thing. But now it could be something more detrimental. And this is where you're at and it's not a a good place but and you need to do something about it. And going over there and and sending her pictures of you in uh, panties and all this other stuff is just all avoiding what the real issues are. I think it's deeper than your fetishes. That's all something that I think if you guys learn to communicate more about the basic things and the regular things, like you then will be able to communicate about these things more too. And it sounds like she'd be open to them, really. She's already seen you in the panties the fact that she wasn't into it I get it you just you did it all the wrong way but she didn't fucking divorce you or come home crying hysterically did she
2: no she didn't I mean we we had a conversation about it and and I kind of just told her that I mean I I just reassured her she doesn't have to be into everything that I'm into and we kind of just left it at that
1: Right. So I feel like once you crack the code of just talking to her about the regular things, all this other stuff could be discussed and talked about. And who knows where you could be if you really started talking and get her to start talking. And you need to start talking because this is where sometimes people go down different paths. You could be divorced in five years. I don't know if that's something you want if you're not happy, but it just sounds like you need to tend to your relationship. And your fetishes, it's fine that they're all coming out now. I think that they're always there. But you could probably be having more fun with doing them with your wife than doing them solo. Because I think that that's just taking you away from the relationship. And that's not where you want to go if you want this relationship to last.
2: I mean, that's everything you're saying is true. I mean, it's it's and it's obvious to some degree, but not, like I said, I mean... I. Part of me just wonders, I think the way that I've I'm approaching it right now, like what you said earlier, instead of being upfront or trying to have a small conversation about having more affection. Yeah. I, I'm instead like basically trying to get caught doing something. Yeah. Like sabotage. And, and then and and then just making it really inflammatory and then hoping that I can make it work after the fact
1: yeah which is so dumb but i get it in a weird way that's like human nature it's bizarre you're doing something to me way harder you're sending her like pictures of you in panties but yet you can't just go and say hey i need more attention affection i want i want you to cuddle with me i think maybe it is harder for guys to say that
2: (laughs) i mean i feel like it's difficult to say yeah i feel like maybe she wants something different so
1: what do you mean, want something different or just would never see you that way? I don't, is it emasculating you feel like?
2: M- maybe, yeah. I mean, I guess I would, I want to say something like to say how I think she's feeling, but I guess I just really don't even know.
1: Is she cold?
2: Kind of. I mean, 13 years later, kind of.
1: Mm-hmm. She's just involved in her own things.
2: Yeah. I mean, she's not. She's not like completely frigid ice.
1: Yeah, I got it. I got it. But right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think women don't understand that that these kind of things about men. And I I don't know that they even take them seriously. I think more men are going to be listening to this episode than women. But women need to know that guys do need these things, too. And it is serious. And, you know, when that girl's husband said, listen, I am afraid I would cheat if that opportunity came I would and I'm afraid of that because I've not because uh, that's not how I ever was but it was really because that person wasn't giving him what he wanted which was attention and stuff and I don't think women take that shit seriously when it comes to guys but guys need that stuff too and you need to really let her know and you need to stay on the topic at hand just like your basic needs that you need, all that other stuff you could get.
2: Yeah. So don't just like tell her like 6,000 other fantasies that I want to play out in the moment.
1: No, because I don't think that your issues with her are about that. I think, like I said, I, I, I think it's good that because of this, you are finding out more about yourself and you have gone there. I mean, that's not a negative thing. I think your exploration and your diving into it is because you got nothing going on here in your real life so you're like let's go figure out myself right because this bitch isn't paying attention to me you know what I mean like I get it so there's nothing wrong with that it's kind of good but and I do think That you could bring all this stuff back into your relationship. Like I said, once you crack the code of how having being able to talk to each other more and being more honest and being more communicative with each other then all these other things, you could communicate more. And she'd probably be cool. And there is some sort of uh, probably middle ground that you guys could meet on because it sounds like she has done things for you and she rolls that way. She's not kind of like, fuck you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, you're right. You're right.
1: I mean, do you want this marriage to last?
2: I do. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't want to get divorced. Okay. I, I, I know. I know that definitively so okay so
1: if you don't want to get divorced and like you said I'm doing stuff and I almost want to get caught it's like you're just you're it's gonna be worse you'll still wind up at the same place but why go down the the worst path instead of going down the easier path which is just say something it's like the person that's always complaining that they hate their job they hate their job and then they get fired well if you just would have found another fucking job you could have walked out of that workplace with your head up high but now you're like fucking humiliated here you are like just upset because you're not getting your needs met but you're gonna wind up like humiliating yourself uh, and getting to the point where you needed to get which was like having this open conversation where you lay everything on the table but you might be doing it like oh my god she caught me with a fucking cam girl or something you know what i mean
2: yep yep yeah you're right
1: and then what's gonna happen at the end of that conversation you're gonna break down and be like but it's because you're not giving me attention it's just go there go there before you get caught doing something. Go be there before you have an affair. Go there now or go there with your fucking head ha- hanging down, which which is the, those are the, your choices, because what happens is you will sabotage and you will get busted because you're on that path. Yeah, I really am. Yeah. So do it with your head fucking high. Like just do it. And, you know, maybe you need some couple counseling. You just need some conversations. Who knows? This is like normal shit, though. It's, it's something that can be done. It just it, it's and it's something that you guys should do if you want to go another 10 years. You're
2: not the first person that said it. So I appreciate it.
1: Other people tell you the same thing?
2: Well, I mean, I I go see a counselor about like work stress stuff and she's kind of annoying and i don't really tell her the truth about yeah. anything
1: that's <laughs> what a waste of your fucking time
2: <laughs> she's aware that that my wife and i don't communicate well and she
1: but she talks to you about it all the time look you're not even communicating with your therapist <laughs> you're like i don't even tell her everything she's so annoying get a new fucking therapist why you wasted yeah, your I time. Know. With a, I mean, it is hard to find a good therapist for sure. I, I say this all the time. It's hard to find somebody good that cuts your hair. It's hard to find a good doctor. It's hard to find a good anything. Most people that do their jobs do their jobs not good, right? I mean, most people suck at everything that they do. And there's 10% of people that do their job <laughs> fucking great, okay? <laughs> Sorry it's, it's
2: true Yeah That's an that's interesting way to put it but that's Yeah accurate.
1: It's true At Most doctors suck But there's some fucking great ones Most hairdressers suck But there's only some good ones That's the way that it rolls I never settle for anyone In the 90% I fire everyone Until I get my 10%, 10%. I have the best fucking hairdresser I have the best fucking nanny I have the best fucking doctors I have the best fucking everything I, I had the best fucking therapist Because I fired five Before I got to the one that I did You will know the right one so I think it's time for you to get maybe a better therapist to start looking or yeah. go to her and start communicating with your fucking therapist I don't know but you're not communicating with her right if you're not really bringing everything to the table and if she's annoying you're really not going to listen to her and you need someone that's going to help you but maybe you guys need couple therapy maybe put out going to couples therapy because she needs therapy too. your wife
2: I know she does. It just seems, couples therapy just always seems like the beginning of the end.
1: No, you're, you're out of your mind. What, did, what do you mean, the beginning of the end? No, this is the beginning of the end. What you're doing now, not getting couples therapy. The, couples therapy does not seem like the beginning of the end. I mean, come on. This is good. Couples therapy helps. Couples therapy is the beginning of the end if you're doing it when you're dating someone six months in, okay? That's like a red flag. <laughs> but, you know, a couple that decides that they need help. In the middle of their marriage, that is not the beginning of the end. I mean, come on. So, what, pretending that you're not at the beginning of the end is better? Like, I don't know what, it doesn't even make sense. You're like admitting that you guys have issues. You're going to show up at couples therapy exactly where you are right now. So, it doesn't mean anything that you go. Like, you think putting that label on it that you go means you have more problems than you have? You have problems. You need couple therapy. Live in the fucking reality.
2: That's true. That's fair. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The-
1: it's like it's ridiculous. Accurate. Yeah, you have some something in your mind. You're like labeling it something and that's like your block. But just go there. It's not the beginning of the end. Absolutely not. That could really help you if you find the right person and get you really back on track. In, in my defense,
2: the I went to couple therapy with my ex-wife and went went by the second session in, I realized I don't want to be with this person anymore.
1: Yeah, well, maybe one of you will realize that. Who knows? But so see, it worked. Yeah, I
2: guess it did work.
1: But don't think just because that happened over there that that's going to happen here, okay? You're right. That's not what typically goes down in couples therapy. Listen, sometimes people have outgrown each other. Sometimes people do want to go their separate ways. Like, sometimes that happens, and to couples therapy maybe will uh, bring somebody to realize that. I don't think that's going to happen here. You guys just need to communicate better. I don't. You don't want to go anywhere. It doesn't sound like she wants to go anywhere. So just talk to somebody. You need a little help just talking to each other. These things that come up, they'll facilitate like these conversations because you can't have them for some reason. And she's not hearing you when you say it. And so just just do it before you sabotage and ruin things by getting quote unquote attention in the wrong way. So listen, Tom, I'm obsessed with psychoanalyzing. I love therapy. I love this conversation that we just had. I think it's like really interesting. It's funny because we really, I just thought we were going to talk about you wearing panties and we just kind of, it became more about like your, your life. But I think it's, it's interesting. And I think probably a lot of people with a fetish at times of their life when they're dealing with some, something might go there to escape and, and really do that. So I think it's super interesting. I love where the conversation went. I hope you do. (laughs) It was like a free therapy session for you.
2: (laughs) I really did appreciate it, Kathy, honestly.
1: Yeah, good. I'm glad. I mean, listen, I think that uh, the conversation goes the way it's supposed to go. So I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I like this episode because I think it's it's one of those things where you go in for one thing and you wind up getting so much more out of it. So I'll have to figure out how to title it. I still will put it on a fetish Friday because like I said, I think a lot of people might use their fetish as a form of escapism sometimes. So we'll get them in with the fetish, but we'll then maybe give them a good therapy session while they're it to um, because I think that there's a lot of things that people could learn from because I, I, I don't think that you're alone. I think your problem that you're having, what we're talking about is very common. Uh, so it was super interesting. So thanks for being so honest with me about all your stuff. Oh.
2: Yeah, it feels great to say it out loud.
1: Yeah, awesome. And you'll you'll get more out of it when you hear it too. So it'll be up in a couple of weeks. I don't know exactly when, but I'll let you know. Uh, you could always send in pics for my Patreon. I have like a cross-dressing tier and like a pantyhose tier. I also have a Discord channel now where people are going on there and like getting more naughty with each other. It's more like a private forum. I don't get involved there, but if you call into my show, you get free access to it and you could go there as well. I will send you a link when your episode is up and I'll let you know when it's coming up and, and you can send me pics if you want.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I've checked out all that stuff. I really love all your, all your Patreon stuff. And oh, whatnot.
1: are you on my Patreon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, I'm cool. All, I'm all over it. All right, cool. All right, Tom, thanks so much for calling in. I'll keep you posted about your episode and good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Ah, uh,
0: mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on.
1: If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, Go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, and share my videos It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics
0: Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about? To anyone, to anyone. Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you.